Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. And we are very excited to have this next guest. On the line right now is Radio.com Sports NFL Insider, Brian Baldinger. Brian is also the host of Prevent Defense, a great NFL podcast out now on Radio.com and the Radio.com app. And as always, Insider Calls are brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. How are we doing today, Baldy? Uh, life is good. Life is good. This is hump day in the NFL and college football, and so uh, everybody's just kind of catching their breath by what took place last weekend and kind of looking ahead here to this weekend. Okay, there's a couple things we want you to know. Number one, we think your Baldy's breakdowns on Twitter are exceptional. And number two... Aren't they, though? They're I mean, exceptional. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. And, and number two, you are amongst friends because both Ben and I are really good friends with your buddy Mark Followell, who you do oh, some yeah. games with. Oh, uh, yeah. He's the best. He's the best. I mean, you know, one day I'm going to drink enough of uh, bourbon to get my voice to sound just like that. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't smoke as many cigarettes as I need to get that kind of bass, but um, someday I hope to have a voice like that. I love it. I, I, I call him Laser Cannon Mouth. Uh, it's the he's got the greatest voice in broadcasting. Baldy, it's good to have you on, Baldy. <laughs> That's it, man. Well, uh, I love Mark. We do too. So let's talk about the you know one of the things that has been the focus of your uh, tweets, and that is this new Cowboy offense under Kellen Moore. For for starters, um, how would you sort of articulate how different this offense is to what they've been doing the last couple of years? Well, uh, you know, Dak is the architect of this thing, and he directs all of the traffic, which involves a lot of formations, a lot of shifting, a lot of motions. And they're all by design. They're all by design based on what the defense is doing and what their personnel is. Uh, Week one was different than week two, but it's all designed to – put the Cowboys in the best position possible to get guys open, to free up the running game. Uh, it was evidenced on uh, all their third and ones. They ran the exact same play uh, on third and one for like 56 yards. Dak had the big 41-yarder. But, I mean, they, they you know, but it, it, was, it was working. And they were putting Ryan Kerrigan in a bad spot and uh, really took their best player out of the defense on that play. And so, I mean, that's just one example. But, you know, the run game, the pass game right now, um, you know, Dak is excellent at the, me- the, the mental gymnastics of making sure guys are set. You haven't seen, you know, illegal procedures, guys not set. Um, there's a lot that goes into any given play right now. But I think the motion and the pre-snap movements are – it's window dressing in some ways, but at the same time, the defense gets themselves out of position. And that's what you're hoping to do by doing a lot of it. And it's working for them. It's working for the Rams. It's working for some really good offenses and – in football, including the Kansas City Chiefs. So players in the Cowboys locker room over the last several years have voiced their displeasure with the scheme, that it was too predictable, that teams knew what they were running because of who was in you know, the huddle or based on the formations they were in or because there was no deception at the line of scrimmage. And uh, players were disgruntled. Some of them who voiced it really weren't, weren't around much longer after they they voiced it. Um, and so is, is it when you see such a massive transformation – 
in terms of a team going from playing checkers to playing chess almost, does it make you wonder what they were waiting on to make these changes and catch up with the rest of the world? Well, I'm not here. I, I like Scott Linehan personally. And, uh, you know, there was a great familiarity with Jason and Scott going back to their days in Miami together under Nick Saban. But um, I'm not here to, you know, throw water on, on Scott Linehan. But they have better talent now than Scott ever had. Uh, you know, I mean, the talent right now, especially when you see, you know, just what Devin Smith did last week, but with Gallup and Cooper and Cobb, um, you know, in a healthy offensive line right now, and, you know, really two good backs. I mean, it's a lot different than what Scott had to work with. That being said, it was predictable. And there are some very predictable offenses in football. And you do need to help out your quarterback and to really help him know where to go with the ball. I mean, even the 51-yard the strike to Devin Smith. I mean, it's a classic – uh, it's a classic route combination, but, you know, Dak's job is to read the free safety. And if he – that free safety, uh, Monte Nicholson drives on, on the deep over route, then you throw the ball up top. And, you know, it was a big chunk play. Devin Smith's got instant gas. Um, it was a well-placed ball. It was the right ball uh, through an open patch of grass. But those kind of reads, I didn't see those under Scott Linehan. Uh, and, I, and those are there. The big chunk plays are there. The run game has been affected. Um, but they have better players, too, much better players than they've had. All right. I love the aspect of talking about not only putting Dak in a position to succeed, but the reads that he's making. Is your We're two games in, but you know how we talk about the NFL. Is your early perception of Dak that he has made monumental strides from last year or early on? Do you think it's more incremental? Well, I think it's incremental. I mean, look, all these quarterbacks can look great against teams that are just not – that competitive. I mean, they've seen two of the most uncompetitive teams in the league. Right. The first two weeks, they're going to see another one this week. So, no, I'm not. You know, the Redskins are better than that. I shouldn't say that about the Redskins, but the Giants and the, and the Dolphins are. You know, they're they're struggling big time. Uh, but that being said, I mean, what you have to measure Dak by is what does he do under pressure? That's how you have to measure these quarterbacks. I mean, you know, he gets pressured, you know, on Sunday and he doesn't throw a real good ball to Cobb. He gets tipped and intercepted. Uh, what do they do under pressure? And in those situations, that's what's going to happen in the postseason, is you're going to get to the postseason and you're going to get better defenses and better schemes and better players. And what are you going to do in that? So he's going to put up good numbers and good statistics, and he's going to have a smile at the press conference, and he's going to look like, you know, a great, you know, just a great Cowboys quarterback. But he's going to get measured in the postseason. And so what does he do under pressure in those situations? And that's how you have to evaluate this. And, you know, right now he has had a lot of those situations. So when you look at what the Cowboys offensive line is doing, does it now remind you of, of how people have talked about them in the past where, hey, this is the best offensive line in the game? Like with Travis Frederick returning and uh, Connor Williams taking a step, Tyron being somewhat healthy for his standards, does this look like the best line in the league? No, no, because I think Connor has got a lot of ways to go. He struggled on Sunday. Um, you know, I think he, if he was looking in the mirror and I was, I was saying it to him or – you know, the coach was saying it to him. I mean, he'd say, like, when you have a holding call and an offsides and give up a sack and the other, you know, bad pass set, you know, leads to an interception, I mean, that's not a good day for any lineman. And so I'd say that, you know, he's got to take a step up, and I haven't seen it yet. I mean, he's going to see, you know, in, that, in the NFC, you're going to see Aaron Donald and DeForest Buckner and Fletcher Cox and Akeem Hicks. You're going to see elite players that guards have to deal with. Now, there's ways that Kellen Moore, and he, he kind of, after the first quarter, kind of adjusted things. You can slide to help out Connor if he's struggling against elite players. Um, you know, you can 
do what Zeke did and kind of check that position before he goes out in his route. Um, you know, you have to be able to adjust in the game. And, you know, in the first quarter he struggled and, and had some bad plays. So I, I'm not saying they're the best line in the league because you're only going to be as strong as your weakest link. And Connor's a young player that has to get better. Uh, talking to Brian Baldinger here on the Ben and Skin Show. So looking at the other side of the ball, we've kind of talked about we thought this defensive line for the Cowboys would get more pressure early on. If you've been looking at the tape, what has your been assessment of them in the first two games? Well, I think, you know, you have to – look at what they have right now. And the fact is, that you know, a lot of these guys didn't play in a preseason. They got to play themselves in a shape, including DeMarcus. And so the one thing I know about this defensive line is they're going to play hard. Uh, and when they think they've played hard enough, Rod will tell them how they can play harder and show them how they can play harder. And that's the one thing that you, you really have to doubt is just how hard that group is playing. And so I think, you know, in this business, uh, the, with the way that they run stunts, and, uh, you know, the, and the effort that they play with, the sacks and the pressures will come. It, it isn't always just sack numbers. It's pressure and is a quarterback completing passes or if he's, is he off balance? Is he moved off the spot? You know, there's a lot of different ways to sort of measure a defensive line's um, production besides just sack numbers. So, Baldy, it's a game of adjustments. The Cowboys will, will put this new offense on film and then the league will adjust. How would you expect the league to adjust? Let's just say that uh, the Cowboys continue to do what they've been doing and their offense looks the same as what they've been putting on tape. How might the league adjust to them? Well, look, I mean, if, the, if, the te- if good teams are willing, who have good defensive backs, are willing to go up and man up your receivers uh, just so that they can put an extra body in there to try to you know, slow down and stop Zeke, um, then it's a question of can the receivers win. Now, Amari Cooper is an excellent route runner. Uh, he proved that he can beat man coverage, and that was the problem at the start of the season last year. They didn't have anybody that can beat man coverage. And if you can't beat man coverage, you really shouldn't play in this league. Hmm. Um, you know, and you don't really belong in this league. And there's teams out there that got receivers that can't do that. So then you have to help the receivers, you know, by bunch formation or man beaters or crossing routes or pick plays to kind of get guys freed up. Now, right now, um, they don't necessarily have to do that. Randall Cobb is an excellent slot receiver. They're getting separation right now, and, and that, that's, you know, that's what's going to be good. So, you know, it comes down to does Dak have time to, if one guy's taken out, can he get to the second or the third read? Um, and, you know, so far it, it's been pretty good like that. But that's why I expect, you know, the good teams with, you know, the Rams with a great front that don't have to blitz, um, you know, that can put their safeties down the box and they can hold up on the outside with some pretty good corners. I mean, that's where you have to kind of measure your results by, you know, the better defenses in this business right now. All right. I'd love to get your opinion on this. Uh, you know, Eli is now benched. He's kind of been benched before, but it was a different regime, and that was handled messy. Was Eli really a part of the problem in New York? Does Daniel Jones make a difference? What is the, the point of this move? There's not really much of a point. Um, you know, Eli was, was Eli. I mean, he's never been the most accurate guy, but he's been a great leader, and uh, he puts it all on his shoulders, and it's what you want from a franchise quarterback. But, I mean, I, I saw a number of drops on Sunday. Uh, I saw uh, a number of plays where the offensive line broke down, and really, and I saw a poor design where the guys couldn't get open. And on third and ten, when they're playing – two deep man under, and I don't see a single receiver separate, and there's really no place for Eli to go with the ball. I mean, I don't know what Daniel Jones is going to do outside of the fact that, you know, he's a very good athlete. And if you've got to go run for a first down, Daniel Jones is more than capable of doing that. But I think it's just they're looking at this going, they know they're not very good. 
they're, they're really undermanned at the skilled position outside of Saquon. And they're just moving on to the next step into the Daniel Jones era. But you had a, kind of had a feeling that that's what, who the team was to begin with. So it, it's just sort of a head-scratcher why they – are going to keep, why they kept Eli and they're keeping him and they're making Daniel Jones wait. I mean, all these other guys, Mitch, all these other guys just came in and they started. You know, they, you make a six pick in the draft, you, Kyler Murray, whatever it is, you just put them out there and let them play through it. Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, all these guys started day one. Um, you know, uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, you draft a guy that high, go go play him right away. I mean, I, that's what I would have done, but this kind of looks bad right now, and I think Eli doesn't really deserve it, but. I understand what they're doing. They're just moving on and getting the Daniel Jones era started right now. So, Baldy, uh, before we let you go, uh, obviously guys like Cliff Kingsbury uh, viewed as being an offensive genius. He went from being a guy who you know lost his gig in college to maybe he'll be a consultant in the pros. Maybe he'll be an OC in the pros. Oh, maybe he'll be a head coach in the pros. If Kellen Moore has success with the Cowboys, if it continues like this and he just looks fantastic through the rest of the year, even though he's so new – uh, is it possible that a team would come calling and try to scoop up Kellen Moore? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, it might happen before the season's out, even though it's not <laughs> allowed. Yes, it's going to happen. I mean, just look at who's been hired. I mean, everybody in Sean McVay's tree has been hired. Uh, they were, they, that were even, like, on the staff for a year they've been hired. And Kyle Shanahan is losing guys. And, yeah, they're going to lose them. Um, somebody's going to come calling. And, by the way, that, that offense that Kyle, Kyler and Cliff are running – you asked the Ravens what they thought about that on Sunday. I mean, they, their tongues were dragging on the ground late in the fourth quarter, and they had a shot at going down and winning that game. Um, that offense is like they're, they're, they've got pieces. I mean, it's far from being complete, but you could see Christian Kirk and Kashawn Johnson. I mean, they've got pieces. That Kyler Murray can play and compete. That, that offense is going to win some games this year, and they were by far the worst offense in football a year ago. Wow, that's so interesting considering they've come back late in both those games. Hey, we would love to do this again. You're a great guest. We really appreciate it, Brian. All right, my pleasure, guys. Take care, man. All right, there you go. That was Radio.com Sports NFL Insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to go check out his podcast, Prevent Defense. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.